Probably my mother bobbing her head, she said it's a fine Girl, but so it's I had to get her, I had to get her, I had to survive Bro, gonna show like a star, don't back need to go KOTV, you feel me? It's your boy Weeks I got O'Rain with me The cause Probably Probably the lamest, snakest nigga in the game Up to date You know that, right? He gave everybody a water and I'm the only one with a hot one. I put two waters on the table and he grabbed the one water. Who's that's 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 accountability. That's accountability. You need to take accountability for his actions. That's all right because niggas crazy. I got a very special guest with me today. You might have seen him DJing at the hottest clubs out with this motherfucker. All of them Jones. I'm about to use my DJ voice. You feel me? DJ Santo. International <laughs> Santo. You feel me? You feel me? Let them know who you are. Yes, indeed. He's talking about water. You reminded me I had a cotton, you know, I had a cotton mouth running for a second. I was, <laughs> we had to get situated in the end, you know what I'm saying? We still settle it in, y'all, you know what I mean? Most Listen, definitely. I go by the name of Santo. Uh, I represent Hot 93.7, WZMX. I'm from Connecticut. I represent Connecticut with all of me, ADHD. You know that's the fan. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You know, that's my brother, Chris Webby, annoyed. Um, yeah, man, we just had to come show love to KOTV. Appreciate it. Chop it up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Chop it up. I Get to the bottom of things, you feel me? What am I It's some things we need to speak about. You, know what I'm you feel things me? Things that need to be established, you know what I mean? Not, not too crazy, but but we gonna we gonna start from the uh, from the from the bottom to the top. I most guess definitely, you could say. Definitely. You feel me? So why don't you tell the people how you got into DJing? How you first mm -hmm. started? I started DJing before I even knew what DJing was. And what I mean by that is, I was always in love with music. So what I would do was. Uh, my, my, my step pops, Freddie Fred, he would uh, buy all the new tapes and CDs that would come out every week, regardless of what it was. And so he would have his collection. So this is like around the era, like DMX's first album, Big Pun, Capital Punishment, around that era. And um, so I would, he would like let me pretty much steal a tape, uh, you know, like one at a time or a CD, put it in my Walkman, as long as like my mom didn't really know about it. So it would be, yeah, so I would just go and like every, you know, I would just... And I would love the music because I would that would be my opportunity to feel like okay, he was treating me like a like a like an equal, not like a little kid. Like, most definitely, okay. most definitely. It was like it was no clean versions. I'm talking about the Noriega, all that oh, first oh, album. Oh, so, so Explicit. This, yeah. So this is when I fell in love with hip hop. Was was that time? And what I would do was I would be listening to these albums, and I'd be like, hold on, there's songs on these albums that are not on the radio that I feel like people should know. Yeah, most definitely. And, and Beef so I would then I would take a I would take all my favorite songs and make a mixtape out of them. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, so you know, really just, putting the, deep in the CDs? Mm -hmm. and the, and yeah, the just recording my favorite joints, on, you know, on, on a tape, and just making Word. like the 60 minute tape mm -hmm. or whatever. And what I would do is I would give those out as gifts to like my friends oh. and family. Oh, so you was already you were so tapped because I love sharing music, yeah, and yeah, I just yeah, love yeah. your reaction if I if, if I give you this and you hear a song on it that you probably wasn't familiar with because it's like an album cut or something like that. Mm -hmm. So introducing you to the music and then seeing your reaction, um, I would get the thrill off of that. That's dope. Okay. That's dope. Busy music, you know what I mean? So it was always that a new album would come out. Me and my brother Eli, we would go and did, you know making an event. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So like how Jay said in one of the intros, like if you like me, you opening up the CD, you reading through the credits. Nice. So my appreciation for the music is pretty much how I transition into DJing. You know, Word. one thing leads to another. You grab a Source magazine. At the end of the Source magazine, they got turntable DJ packages and stuff like that. Two three hundred dollars, you can get like a whole package. They used to have that, and they used to have like the fake No Limit and uh, like Rough Rider Chains and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, you know right. what I'm saying? So if anybody that's my age, if you read a magazine, the source particularly, you know what I'm talking about. Right. And uh, so we ordered like one of the packages, me and my brother Eli. And then, you know, since then, the, the story could keep going on, but that's pretty much what birthed it was my love for the music and then mm -hmm. investing into into the turntables and stuff like that. Okay, oh, so, we, so we know how you started DJing. You feel me? You was probably wilding on LimeWire because you used to love share music. <laughs> but so 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 you you DJ, but how international Santo came about? Because yeah, we know like you that's, DJ, that's, but that's the real question, how man. how you became international? Why did you sit there and decide upon you that? You seem thing? international to me. Like, what, what brought that? So we we spoke about it earlier, but I pretty much you know pretty much what it was was the show that we have uh, me and Projo on Hot ninety three seven. Um, it's a specialty show that we have every Sunday where they kind of give us a little bit of freedom to kind of mix it up. You know, make sure you go so, tap into that too, man. Tap yeah, into seven o'clock exactly. Eastern Time. It's yep. available on uh, Apple Music and Odyssey app. You can just type in Hot So there's no reason why you can't mm -hmm. listen to it. Feel me? Put your earpods on. Do your thing. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> we don't want to hear you listen to the radio. Yeah, it's on Apple yeah, Music. Not, so it's a little different because it's a Sunday, so they they have a little bit more freedom that they give me, so I get to mm -hmm. kind of explore with different music. So when they first asked me to do the show. Um, it, 
um, DJ Buck, the program director, was like, hey, listen, you interested in doing a show, but like sort of like how you DJ in the club, where it's just kind of all different genres, because that's mm-hmm. how I DJ in the club anyway. Right. And I was like, yeah, no doubt. And I'm like, okay, how can we take that format that he's asking for and brand it? So, you know, we came up with the idea of calling it International Sundays. Mm-hmm. So now that gave us the disclaimer. So when you tune into the show, we could be playing anything at that point. And you're not going to be surprised because it's International Sundays. Most definitely. Um, so that was like, okay, that was the freedom that we had to move around now. Now we mm. can do all genres now. Um, then the DJ part came when I just pretty much changed my Twitter handle or my Instagram handle. Instead of DJ Santo, I just put the International to kind of cross-promote the show. Mm-hmm. And um, and then kind of like I kept it because I was like, I just kind of like felt like speaking it into existence. Most definitely. So, right. you know, when I was doing low, I wasn't traveling at the time, you know, in the show which is me doing research all over the place trying to figure out what the music was popping everywhere. But mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? If I keep the international on the name, I'm speaking into existence. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And right. I started traveling after the fact. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, bet, bet, bet. All right, so you a DJ and you international. We know that. Mm-hmm. Now tell us how the game works because I hear a lot of things. I'm not an artist, so. Some water for this one. So I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear, I, with, ah, I hear a lot of things. You feel me? And so, like, <clears throat> how how does this work? Like, how do you just be like, yo, all right, I'm a DJ. Yeah, I want to do a club. Like, that's, that's a I want or I want to do a strip club. Or like, do you got to do like a DJ apprenticeship or something and, like that? Like, how, how do you work? get residencies, uh, things of that nature, to you, where oh, we really like him, so we got to see if we can get him like at least twice a month at this spot. And have you ever messed up like? Or at a gig, like, I mean, how do you ever like this old shit? Like, was the, the crowd wasn't feeling you? Nigga, he not big. you. I'm just, who not? I done this. For y'all yeah, that don't know, course, right? I got uh, second place. Uh, I got second place in the, you feel back me? In, the, back in 47? Back in 1947? You know at the uh, Apollo night. Lorraine used to cut up. Go and he used to be a research. DJ. Go on Google and research. That was me. No bullshit. After oh. this, after this, we gonna show you. That nigga got a wooden, like, DJ set. <laughs> And it's his. It's is not it, like he it. stole it. It's his shit. Like, it's antique. Nah, dead ass. What you was saying? So, um, all right. So, so I guess. So you asking like, how, how do I, how do I start getting gigs? Like, how did yeah, I get in the that, game? Like, how, yeah. how did that come people? about? Um. So, so basically, it's just like it's just about building leverage. Um, and how for me, do that shit get? you know, this is the thing. Is like when when it got to a point earlier on in my career where I realized. I'm not gonna rely on nobody to feed me, right? And when yeah, you get to that moment, then you say, okay, how how's that gonna happen, right? So I'm not gonna basically I'm not gonna call nobody and just ask them for a gig, um, out the blue because I'm not gonna really not to say that 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 doesn't happen, but you don't have leverage to really ask for money at that point if you're talking about just starting, right? If there's mm. no experience really, if there's really no connections being made, it's kind of hard to get a price to be able to live on, to coming out the gate. Um, so you gotta, you know, establish your value. And the, and the way I did that was doing my own events. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So right, now if I'm booking right. myself, mm-hmm. now I can give you whatever price I feel comfortable <clears throat> with. And you could say, no, I'm not, you know, that's a little out of my budget. Mm-hmm. I can't afford that. And I could walk away clean and not be worried because I could mm-hmm. do my own event. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. You know what I'm saying? That's so, crazy. so and that's how I build leverage. So, and that's the reason why. So people are not booking DJs no more. You know what I'm saying? People are not saying, okay, I need somebody to come play great music and that's their only job. Like, yeah, yeah. very rarely do you have people that do that. Most of the time, people are booking, uh, you know, promoters. Mm. You know, they want somebody with a cosign. Mm. You know, they want, okay, if right. we're going to post up the flyer, we're going to invite our, our following, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're going to bring revenue to the club. So, yeah, we're going to play good music and that's part of the job. But then it's also important that we're actually... Uh, bringing value outside of just the music because mm-hmm. the average promoter and like club owner, they look at it like, okay, what's my ROI, right? What's my return mm-hmm. on investment? If I pay this man $500 or whatever his price might be, mm-hmm. um, how am I going to make sure that I get that back? And, they, and mm-hmm. they're looking at just black and white, okay, once that DJ gets booked, that $500, if he brings 20 people at a certain amount, whatever, that's going to get paid and that's all cool, right? Mm-hmm. But then you got to also consider um, the people that you're bringing and everybody else that's coming, how valuable is it to you to make sure that they stay there long enough to spend enough money so you can make money and then also make sure that they want to come back to your next event. So now your next event is you're monetizing off of that. 
because of the experience that they had when they were here with the DJ that you booked. So now you got to understand that there's two ways of weighing value. And if you understand that, like on my side, then I understand what my leverage is going in. So if it's a place where I know I'm not really bringing much to the table as far as people coming to see me, might be out of town or might be, you know, I just might be realistic to be like, okay, my following are not really going to fuck with this. So I'm, I know that my only leverage here is fuck up the club. And that's, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, so now I know I'm getting paid for that. But now if you're telling me I got to go to Bridgeport or I got to go to somewhere where I know, like my home, if my name is on the bill, people are going to come out and support me. Then that deal is going to be different because now I'm not only playing music, but I'm also bringing people out. And that's two different jobs. So now this is about understanding those things and knowing how to have that value and knowing how to be realistic to say, okay, well, my phone is ringing to the point where if I could afford to tell you no or a price that you tell me that you don't agree with, somebody else is going to call right after and book that date. Oh, and if, that's, and if, that, if that's not the case, because it's not always the case, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, definitely. you're not always going to be steaming hot like that, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to yeah. get slow sometimes. And when it gets slow, you might do a few gigs that you wouldn't normally do at prices you wouldn't normally do them at. Mm-hmm. Just try to keep the consistency going. But when you're hot, you could afford to tell people no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, but it's about being smart enough and realistic enough to know the difference between the two. Yeah. And that's how you stay consistent. Is knowing how to be realistic, like, and then knowing, okay, what am I bringing to the table? Word, word. So my thing is like, like, where do you, right, so where do you even gain this mindset from? Like, how did you even gain? Because like the way you even breaking down the whole system, like I know you've been a DJ for years, but my entire thing is, how did like, how did you even come up with that play? Like, at what moment did you say, okay, I'm gonna rock like this, and I'm gonna use this, this you know, like, what what made you say I'm gonna start my own events? You think you know what I mean? Like, because a lot of people like. And I ain't some old events. That's too much work. I gotta book this. I gotta do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what gave you the drive to keep that moving? So I was I was fortunate enough that when I first started out, I had like a a, a team already, and mm-hmm. my boy Odiel is the person that Oriel Odiel. He's the person that um I give a lot of credit to for that because this is when I, I started. A lot of people don't know I started like making music before I was DJing. Word, you know word, word. So um you know we would skip school freshman year, mm-hmm. seventh eighth grade, whatever that era was. And we would go right over there on the east side, and we would record next to Powerhouse. No um, shout to Pat. We would record next to Powerhouse at my boy Odia's crib. And it was a few of us. It was Eli. You know, was, a lot of people actually would come from the school that would come and record. And Odia was the one that introduced me to, okay, we could do this ourselves. Yeah. Uh, he's the one that had the laptop. No he's the one that's doing like what y'all doing. Like, you know, started with like the asset program before Pro Tools. We even oh, do anything yes. about that. You know what I'm saying? Like the PC, you know what I'm saying? So he's the one that spearheaded like, nah, we could do it by ourselves. So, so having that mentality, okay, like, okay, we could be self-sufficient. And then Joel Redman is a person that manages us early on. He always taught us, like, listen, I could put y'all in the room and I could try to get y'all in front of the right people, but the more self-sufficient that you guys are is the more leverage you're going to be able to bring to that and more likely you're going to be able to get something out of that deal. And this is something that I was learning before I was DJing. So now, as you can imagine, now if I'm going into the DJ and I'm going to take that same idea and and kind of apply it, like, okay, um, yeah, I'm not going to wait around to get booked. We got a whole team right now. You know what I'm saying? Let's fuck around and do this shit ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's hard. That's hard. So now... I got a little funny question. Anything ever mess up while you DJ? Oh, yeah, I'm about to say I didn't yeah, answer that one last facts. time. Yeah, um, all the time, man. Like, like actual technical stuff will happen where, like, okay, you might fuck around and, like, the power might go out. Um, yeah. That happens. Some motherfucker spill some motherfucking liquor on your shit, nigga. Yeah. Yeah, accidents like that, of course, they happen all the time. Um, but as far as like me being responsible for it, yeah, I, I fucked around and kicked the cord. We were opening up for Nas in Detroit. That's <laughs> crazy. Oh my God, Nas. Nah, we was opening up for Nas. Nigga said, Magic himself, you knocked the cord. Royce the 5'9 was there. We were in Word. Detroit. Shout out to them. It was just them. like the ultimate show, and I kicked the cord. The ultimate rap show. And and, and Armin is the one I'm on the stage with, so Armin is the artist, and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, just Yo, like a quick right, stop, right, and he just like looked back at me. But you know, it's just about like in those moments knowing like once you've been through everything there is to go through when it comes to this shit, yeah. you're gonna know how to fix every problem just subconsciously. Yeah, so well. immediately you're gonna so, start troubleshooting. So it wasn't, it wasn't a panic moment. Immediately, because I've been through everything. You don't think I, I any anything you could imagine that could ever happen. The fuck any technical that. difficulty, I've been through, yeah. whether it be whatever breaking or whatever this case might be. So you gotta know, okay. Shh. <laughs> 
Real yeah, quick, real quick. Shit, it felt real like quick. a whole minute, but it happened in like five seconds. Because you, you, know you want the stage. The That's a long time. It's longer than you think. So my thing is, so my thing is, when the chord came out, like all like the, this music just stopped. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, yes. But the mics kept going. So yeah. now we know, okay, right. if the mics keep going, automatically I know it's me now. It's right. you now. All right, now I know, okay, now I looked and I'm like, okay, clearly there's nothing on. So I just looked and I'm like, whatever. I found it quick. But another another time was actually, um, and I'll give you moments that are like real memorable because mm-hmm. of the situations I was in. Yeah. Uh, I was in Bridgeport uh, and Rakim was promoting his book. Oh, oh right. Rock Kim was promoting his book uh, in downtown at like City Hall, uh, South of Connecticut against violence. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he ends up doing uh, like two, three records. Okay. So I'm DJing off of somebody else's setup, and they brought turntables. Yeah. The thing about a turntable is it's not like a controller, like I was DJing before. When the power goes out of the controller, everything shuts down because it's all digital. Yeah. The turntable, if the power goes out. It's a turntable, so it'll keep spinning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it'll just slowly, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the power didn't you go know, out of everything. You know what I mean? The, I only heard the song start slowing, so I know, okay, in my brain, I already know the power's not out on everything, cause yeah, clearly, because there would be no sound at all, yeah. right? If the mixer was out and all that. So I'm like, okay, it's slowing down. I know it must be the turntable that went out. So yeah. immediately I look down, I see the light is off. The, it was a short in the, in the electricity of the turntable. So <laughs> so I hear it start slowing down. I look down. Um, Rock Kim is rapping. Oh, and I just start doing this <laughs> to keep that fucking turntable rolling. rolling. And he just, he just, rapping. He's just rapping. And he going to the beat and I just speed it back up. And I got DJ Stutters next to me that noticed the problem. And Stutters goes and plugs the shit back in for me. And then I just hit it. So we never, Rakim never stopped rapping. I never oh, missed a bar. God. You know what I'm saying? But clearly Yo, he looked back because the whole DJs temple slowed doing, down. Yeah. Other but I just kept that. it going. Like, Under pressure, not that over. That's crazy. Now, that's one of the greatest moments I've had in my, in my DJ career. Because usually I would lose sleep over something like that. Like, damn, like. Fuck the opportunity I just had to prove to the, one of the greatest of all time. Most definitely. And, and, and there was a mishap, right? Yeah. But I didn't even feel the need to have to explain myself to him. Mm-hmm. First of all, because he's a professional and he handled it. And we pulled it off. So that's the main part. But then secondly, I'm like, yo, it wasn't, in my, it wasn't my fault. The shit went out. <laughs> yeah. And I did my best to so make sure we... Ex- the situation. You know what I'm saying? That nigga said, every, 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 it was incredible. I actually got footage of that shit too. I should post that shit. The Ibrit, Ibrit. So now. So it's about how you get back up, how you rebound. You know what I'm saying? Where, where? So now, these artists in the city, you feel me? Because it's a lot of artists in the city that's kind of hot right now. How you go about playing local artists' records? Because everybody don't got good raps, you feel me? But to the ones that do, like, how do you decipher, like, all right, I'm going I'm to get your record a spin. Let me spin you. And would you ever spin a record on a radio? How does that work? Is that, like, a different process? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it's the same mind state that I go into just supporting a record, whether it's on the radio, whether it's here right now in the room with three, four people with us. If I play y'all something, whether it's in a club or a stage of thousands of people, Whenever, even though I was going back to the beginning of, of when I first fell in love with music, if ever, whenever I share music with somebody, it's because I feel passionate that not just the fact that maybe that I like it, but that you would like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's my job is, as a DJ. I want to be able to share music with people and, and I want them to enjoy it. So if I don't feel, you know, and it's not just Sonics because it could be sonically the best song in the world, right? Yeah. But if, you know, if I don't believe that there's legs on the record or if there's, you know, because um, I might enjoy it sonically, but if there's not other people that's testifying for it and co-signing it and there's, if there's not, like, life and energy around it, yeah. then it's going to be hard for me to share because let's say I do share it and I do play it on the radio or the club, um, and if I'm the only one that likes it, right, yeah, what's going to happen? Not really gonna, it's not going to hit. It's not going to hit. You might yeah, enjoy it for the moment real quick. An artist might get a quick look that he could post on Instagram, and that's cool. But if I'm sacrificing even the slightest moment of a vibe when it comes to whoever's listening to me, if I'm going to bet on something that I'm not sure that they're going to fuck with, I got to be confident 
and many reasons that it's going to work, right? That's because my main thing is making sure that yeah. whoever goes to the club, listens to the radio, whatever cases, you got to understand that I'm DJing for them. I'm not DJing for me. Yeah. I'm not playing music that I like, and I'm not DJing for you it's or you. I'm DJing for the, for the, for, for the main. So I got to make sure that I don't sacrifice in even the slightest moment because it's about trust. So this is the thing that people got to understand. My job isn't about playing music. It don't matter. You're not going to remember a single song I play when you come out to see me DJ. The goal is for you to remember how you felt when you left. Okay. Yeah, yeah, when you yeah. think about that night, you're going to remember a feeling, that right? Feeling, yeah, yeah. Now, if I do something to sacrifice that connection that we built throughout that that's night, crazy. that's crazy. That's you understand? I'm betting on you at that point. I'm betting on that's you. A wild so, you know, it's easier when you're in the yeah. club and, and obviously and, and half the crew is there yeah. um, that got the record. It's easier to do it when they're there because you know, okay, at least that energy is contagious, right? So it might be, you know how people are. If, they, if they're not familiar with it or if they don't trust you as a DJ or whoever it might be, mm-hmm. and they don't trust you with the aux even if you get into the car, if there's Fact. no trust there, their guard is already up because they already think they can do a better job than you with the aux. Yo, yeah, oh my God. Right? There have been too many times. You they think that there. they can do it. So now it's like yeah. prove, prove to me so, that I can let my guard down and I can up? relax and I don't got to worry about the Hawks. Can I vibe? But until you do that, I'm on your ass. You better be playing some fire right now. Every single time. Because if not, you pass me the Hawks. Because everybody think that they're a DJ, not literally, but everybody thinks that they could do a better job with the Hawks than the next person. Yeah. So it's about building that trust. And now if I built it and I got the crowd in the palm of my hand at a spot, then it's easier to try new records. Yeah. If I know it's, 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 it's a spot where, okay, this is tried and tested. Yank rhythm is tried and tested. People ask me for that. So if they ask it for it, now I got no choice but to jump on the bandwagon because now I'm slacking. So now what I'm saying is we're going to jump on the bandwagon. We're not in the the day and age where we're breaking records no more. Funk Flex is barely being able to pull off breaking a record. Like the bomb these days on the radio don't mean what it meant in the 90s and early 2000s. Respectfully. For many reasons. Respectfully. Not anything to do with the DJs because that includes me. What I'm saying is there's so much access to music now yeah. that the average person doesn't have to lean on whatever mixtape is dropping, whatever album, whatever soundtrack, and what the DJ's playing on the radio. Listen, that was the only way you got music. Used to be the so you had no choice but the... You had to go on that You want to hear, because you want to discover new music. But if, if you find out about this shit before I even found out about it, yeah. you're not too excited about... Yeah. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So I say all that to say, like, I got to know that I'm betting on you. It's not just about how good the song is or money or, yo, pay. Yo, I don't take money to play records. No payola. I'm not going to sacrifice. No payola over here. I'm not going to sacrifice a dance floor for, for whatever, you know, my pockets that you gave me for now because that's sacrificing people that I could potentially, that could be fans of me for the rest of my life. It could be people in that crowd that want to book me for their wedding, that's, that's, book me for their this, book me for that. If I sacrifice the connection with them because of this, because what you offering me here right now, I'm cheating them. Facts. Yeah. I'm not gonna cheat them because they're the ones that keep me fed, and that's with all due respect. But I'm not gonna take money from nobody if it means sacrificing. Yeah. My cosign. Yeah, your brand, your identity. I mean, because okay. that money that you get right there in that moment, that, that, that made me take off my jacket. See, I told you I had some shit to tea. You got me fucking started. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Get in your bag, get in your bag. Nah, you say, I gotta take off my jacket. Like. Now, do your thing, do your thing. That's that's an interesting take, though. That's an interesting uh, take. Yeah. I never thought about it like that because usually when artists come comes to a DJ, they're like, yo, play my record. I got that new fire, this, that, and the third. Yeah. I would think, oh, if you like the record, You'll spin it, but now yeah. thinking about it like that, it's, it's so much it's way, more. Because like, it's way first of all, this is brand. I could this be a DJ. Like, I could be a DJ. We gonna get to my DJ voice later. You feel me? I could be a DJ. No, we won't hear that. We won't but like, hear that. the way I would think about it is like, please don't play that. And cause I, I would, and I'm sure you get this a lot. Fuck you, me. You want to spin my record? Why you want? Why you want to spin my record? This shit hot. This shit hot. What you mean? Like, I do have a choice. And then, not to say it's not hot in, in, in a certain world, because it's the thing is we all live in different worlds, right? Depending yeah, on what your algorithm right. is, the world that you live in. Yeah. So it could, you could be on fire mm-hmm. in that specific world. You know, I might not know about it. But you can't fault me for not knowing about it. You got to open up that door to make sure that I know about it. So yeah. for me to, to for what I oh, consider to be sense. hot is if I should have known about your shit before you even came up to ask me. That's a, that's, because that's if it was that hot, other yeah. people would have been asking me before exactly. you even got to me. Exactly. If it was that hot, by the time you got to me, it would have already been on my laptop. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it's not, not to say it's not hot somewhere, it's just not on my radar. Yeah. And that is up to you, if you want me to play it, to get it on my radar. And I, I wouldn't suggest 
going out of your algorithm to go to, to where I'm at to try to get my attention mm-hmm. if where you're at is working. Yeah. Right. And that's the problem. So make sure that we're, whoever is in your algorithm or whatever DJs or influencers or whoever does know about what's going on, feed them. Make sure that they are hey they have it. Make Pull sure up on them. Make sure, make sure that grows. So because yeah. then I'm gonna inevitably find out about it once that algorithm yeah. gets big enough. Where now it's on my radar. Because once it because you know once, once it gets to the point where it's, you know what I'm saying where it's already established and it's already in the air, it's gonna spit by you. It's, you know what I'm saying. So I, I understand what you're saying. Like if you, if, like you said, if, you, if you're showing me the hottest, the hottest, make hottest in the you know what I mean. It's gonna spin through the tables. You feel me? So don't be coming through here like you said. Kanye ain't taking no bread. It's deeper than the bread, you feel me? It's his brand, his identity, it's his face. You yep. make it deal with me. And like you said, like, like, I, like, I was saying, like I was saying before, that chump change means nothing to the impact that people are going to feel. Like you said, weeks, months, years. Somebody might, like you said, six months down the line, oh, yeah, BJ's going to go crazy. I might need him for the wedding. I might need him for the joint. I might need him for the uh, exactly. whatever event. I'm that's getting cool. married. So most definitely. So most definitely, that's crazy. That shit don't ever get annoying. What? <laughs> <Poor Yeah>. Artists <laughs> coming up to you and shit. Nah, because I make music too, so I understand. Oh, right. Okay, I understand I'm being both sides. You know what I mean? Like e- right. even with the, you know, I might I might talk a lot of shit when it comes to promoters and all that. It's only because I promote, yeah. okay. so I can speak on it because I know what the struggle is like. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like I know what it's like. You know exactly. I play. You know, so I I try my best. But this is another thing too, though. It's like, but there's only so much energy I can spend on somebody that I don't feel like is in. The game yet, and what I mean by that is like, yeah, break that down, break if that you down. tell me, if sense. you tell me, if you tell me, right? Listen, for example, not no artist shit. If you say, listen, Santo, yo, I've always been interested in DJing. Teach me how to DJ. How mm-hmm. serious you think I'm gonna take you? Yeah, that's like saying, that's like saying, yo, listen, I've been interested in cars all my life. Teach me how to drive. No, go get your license. Yeah. I'll teach you how to become a NASCAR driver. So until you actually learn how to technically do the job, then come to me and I know that you're taking your shit serious enough. So I know that my advice ain't going to be nothing about how to blend and tempos and BPM. None of that shit is important. It's all about what I've learned and the wisdom that I could probably be able to share with you off of all the experiences that we talked about before, things that went wrong. And and, and, and this is psychology, knowing how to the, the, the power of silence in a room and knowing how to control a crowd and these things, the stuff that YouTube is not going to teach you oh, or the, the, the stuff that you go to get your license, they're not going to teach you. Mm-hmm. That's what I could basically bring to the table. So if you're an artist, what I mean, I say that to say like, if you're an artist and you come to me and you say, listen, yo, how, yo, how much would it cost to, to spin my shit on the radio? Now, I already know just by that question alone, your first impression, not to take you serious yet not to say that you won't learn or end up being in a position mm-hmm. where you know enough to not ask that question. You even done yeah. That's an amateur yeah. question. You so why why would I extend my resources and my time and my energy that I only have so much of mm-hmm. to somebody that's not even taking their craft serious enough to know not to ask me a question that's illegal and you don't even know me. <laughs> yeah, It's oh, like yeah. going into somebody in a corner that you don't even know and asking them how much for a half or how yeah. much for this. Yeah. Yeah. What are like, you talking you got some, got some about? White, so, right. yeah, that's Go that. Yeah, that's now I'm looking at you like you crazy. It don't matter what I'm selling. Like now, now I'm not selling it to you. You look crazy. Mm-hmm. Be introduced to me. Mm-hmm. Get, make sure you get around the right people to make sure you in the same room and, and there's a level. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. don't. You just got to know. Even if you come, you, 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 it's the same question. Yo, how do I go about getting my music on the radio? Mm-hmm. That's the same question. But it's like. But the difference is one is illegal. And one, I'm not willing to even entertain or take you seriously. And the other one is an actual realistic question. Yeah. Exactly. And I can sit here and I can, and I can tell you the process of how I would go about it mm-hmm. if with my music and I can share that information with you. Mm-hmm. There's no, okay, this is how it's done. This is the man you need to pay. These are the gatekeepers. Mm, yeah, this is the like key. That. Like, no, it's, there's yeah, yeah. many ways to try to get uh, a goal accomplished. And I can share you some of the things that might have worked or might not have worked with me. Okay. And that's the best I could do. But there's no just yeah. magic one that I could wave to put anybody the fuck on. Because yeah. if that was the case, mm-hmm. my music would be on right now. Fact. I just told you I made music. Y'all mm-hmm. probably didn't even know that. I didn't know that. So exactly. That's what my point is. Like, we all are trying to get on to a certain extent, yeah. right? I'm going to tap in after this. We're all trying to get on. Yeah, so yeah. you just got to know, like, as an artist, how to approach um, not just a DJ, but anybody that you're trying to do business with, whether it be a blogger, whether it be a playlister, whether it be whoever the case is, you got to know the verbiage 
and you got to know how to kind of take your shit serious enough. Like if I get it, for instance, if somebody sells, sends me an email mm-hmm. and the email is, you know, five, six, seven, eight, three, four, eight, dash MP3 dot whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at this shit or, or, or it'll say like the name of the song, but it'll say mastered or, uh, you know, it's not an actual <laughs> title of the song. Mm-hmm. Like if it doesn't look like if I open my Apple yeah, music, yeah. if it don't look like that when I read the title and the artist, mm-hmm. So that means you don't even know what an ID3 tag is. Mm. If you don't know what an ID3 tag is and how to uniform the song that you're sending me, mm. I'm going to already assume if you can't do that, then what's going to convince me that this is on media base, this is on BDS, this is registered through BMI, all of these things, mm-hmm. which is the proper, because if they are, BMI, me supporting the record is yep. more likely yep. it's going to get on. If they're not, whatever I support mm-hmm. is not going to do nothing for you. Nothing yep. for you. You know what I'm saying? So if you're sending me a record, then that's those are amateur moves. So even when like sending an email, if you send me an email and it don't look similar to how Atlantic or some of these record labels send emails with their songs. That's a fact. If, if, if it don't have, okay, who else is supporting it? Mm-hmm. If it don't have a testimony of where else it's doing good, mm-hmm. right? If it don't have a, a little bit of a bio about the song or about the artist, in this case, I don't know. If it don't have the proper links mm-hmm. and everything's not titled properly with the cover art. If you're not sent, because Atlantic and everybody else, they doing that work. But what makes you? What makes you feel like you don't got different than them? That you gotta half-ass that process, Mm -hmm. nah? Because my email's full of songs from Mm -hmm. industry artists that are on. So if I'm gonna take five minutes from them that I could be given and give it to you, Mm -hmm. you gotta be coming correct. And not to say that like I'm just gonna, I'm just not to say you can't get there at some point. But if, if you're gonna step into the ring and deal with professionals, you gotta carry yourself as a professional. But, professional. but let me ask you a question though. Do you Damn. think do you think because of social media and you know what I'm saying, these memes and these like uh, you know, get rich, whatever, you know, I, not even just get rich, for example, prime example. You know with TikTok now, artists can put a song on TikTok, it could spin, you feel me, they could probably get put on. Do you think because of things like things of that nature, these artists get lazy? You feel me? They feel like, all right, well, if I can get a little song popping on TikTok, because even if you do get first of all, even if you do get a song cracking on TikTok. He breaking down the business side that y'all have no idea even, you know what I'm saying? There's a whole... Fuck around, get robbed. You feel me? <laughs> there is a whole intricate system you have to understand if you're going to take this seriously. Yeah, you love music. I understand that. It's lit. But there's a whole... It's business. It's business. And a lot of y'all... And I, and I tell a lot of homies this all the time. Let's hop in the stool. Let's hop in the stool. Let's hop in the stool. Can you give me a three-month plan? Talk Can you talk. give me a three to six month plan on what you're gonna do with the next five songs? What's what's the next next EP called? What's what's your target audience for that exactly. EP? What's the rollout? What's the exactly. you feel me? What's the how much exactly. money you gonna spend on promotional marketing? What's marketing? What females, what's... bad Jones, whatever the case you gonna have to promote. How are you gonna like give me a three month plan? No, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just feel me. We just gonna get, get a hit. hit, and then we're gonna get a hit. That ain't how it works. Come on, like come on, exactly. like like it's. Exactly. So do you think social media has caused that? You know what I'm saying? People to just be lazy. I, gotta, um, I think it's what it is. I think it's laziness. I think I think just all around we're not in, we're not in the world that we were before where you had to kind of be as hands on um, yeah. and on the field, but that that doesn't necessarily mean that if you on the internet you're being lazy. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I could be laying in my fucking bed for eight hours straight and I could be getting some real work done on my phone. No, where, where, where? You know what I'm saying? And then from the outside looking in, you like this motherfucker is just laying up all day on his phone. What yeah. the fuck does he do? Yeah, that's true. That's you know what I'm saying? Versus being out back, you know, a few years ago when the same work that I'm doing. Um, it was more in the street, so it was like okay, putting up posters on poles and yeah. uh, stapling <laughs> groundwork. And poles, you know what yeah, I'm saying? And, and it's still good to to be on the ground. You just got to have a balance, and it's depending on what your what your field is. Mm-hmm. So you know, what I mean, if TikTok is the world that your music lives in, and that's where it's gravitating to, then don't waste your time coming out to the club trying to holler at me. <laughs> where, where? That's yeah, a waste of time. Yeah, I hear that. It is like you know what I'm saying. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of energy. If you go on, like I said before, find your algorithm wherever that might be. Whether it is in the streets, whether it's in the clubs, whether it is on you know in the cars on playlists, find out and then hone in on that wherever that yeah, might be. So if, if it's TikTok, then you better fucking go in on TikTok. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then, and then, if you do want to transition out of TikTok and and, and go towards the radio and in the clubs, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But make sure that that's that that's properly established, and then take that and then bring it to me and say, okay, yo, by the way, here's the stats when you mm-hmm. send me the record on TikTok. Right. So I know, okay, if I play it, there is an audience that fucks with it. But you mm-hmm. giving me a, a, at least a better understanding of yeah. where, so I know exactly. where to play it if I do decide. Like to play which it. demographic is gonna. Yeah, rock exactly. Yeah. Like let me know, like you said, with the three month mm-hmm. plan, like. Try your best when you reach out to anybody to try to paint a, a, a much of a clear picture to give them the vision 
to be able to want to invest in you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you got a visual for the record, you know, whether it even be something that's like a lyric video, if you can't afford a real video mm-hmm. and you get a lyric video off of Fiverr, you can do that shit for just $15. Yeah, yeah. $5 if you get a, a shitty one, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> the point is, that's still, at the end of the day, showing effort that you're actually investing into the record. Mm-hmm. When you send me three, four, five, six, seven, eight records in an email, you're confused. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know which you one gonna work. You don't know which record people like. Mm-hmm. That nigga think all them shits ahead. Exactly, like... Or seven. Pick the one, mm-hmm. and if that's the one that people are grabbing, because this is the thing, we live in a different day and age, right? Before you had to put out music um, and actually spend money putting it out because it would have to actually get printed. Mm-hmm. It would have to, right? And then when you do that, it was hard to really um, get people to invest in it because you needed a budget. Now you don't mm-hmm. need a budget to release music. You could just yeah. release music for free, for free. and yeah, then see free. what the reaction is and then invest into it. So I could put out 10 records in the next month and then out of those 10 records, I can look at the analytics and say, okay, this is the one I want to shoot a video to. Mm-hmm. Then shoot the video. And then you know that's the one that's reacting. And then after you got the video, then send it to the DJ. Yeah, after yeah. you've done a proper... Like, like your own recall, yeah, like, yeah, dude, like yeah, do yeah, some of the work. Don't just expect for me to do all the work. Like, I'm gonna yeah. send you seven records. You pick out which one you like the best and go break it. Like, no, <laughs> you let me know which one people like the most. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm not right. gonna do the like for that. Oh, yeah, Put me as an executive producer on the album. Like, you know, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and I'll send you my BMI and we can really talk. Word, facts, facts. All right, so kind of want to pivot. Crazy, my bad. You good, you good, you good. I'm an executive producer. Don't worry, I'm not I'm executive yeah, producer, exactly so don't worry. I'm better than you and everything. But anyway, so I kind of want to pivot to to working working out at a radio station. How is that shit? Like, how is the what's the vibe like? What is it like for real? Because I've seen like you know the little college radio stations. I've seen that, mm-hmm. but what's it like working at? I had a few shows at CCSU like too. Like the radio station. Oh man, it's just like anywhere anywhere it's like what we're doing right now. We we in a room with one, two, three other people. Mm-hmm. And we're just assuming that whatever we put through here or however we connect them with people that are listening to us, mm-hmm. that, that that it's affecting them. You know what I mean? So okay. it's just, it's more or less like, okay, when it comes to the radio, we got to try to be on point and assume what people like rather than playing something and reading the room, right? So that's mm-hmm. the difference. It's like, if I'm in a club, it's a lot easier. It's the second nature for me because, or if I'm in person, regardless of where, where it's at, if I play mm-hmm. something... I could look at whether your your energy and your body language to know whether or not you like the record mm-hmm. on the radio. Like even what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. we don't know if these motherfuckers are still entertained. <laughs> and what, if they, we have no idea. That's a fact. But if That's we had a, a crowd of people here and we know our conversation is keeping them laughing or in tune, <laughs> or, then you could kind of gauge on. But it's really hard to gauge on the radio, so we just try to do our best just to follow our gut, see what you know analytics we can get. Um, to figure out what people like and just try to do our best to, to get it done. You know what I'm saying? So when we go out and we get reaction to people mm-hmm. saying like, y'all listen to the show, I fuck with the show, every time it's gratifying because it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it right. It's not just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not bugging out. You feel me? Like, that's a fact. That's a fact. I ain't gonna hold you. I be feeling the same way because I be like, then they be like, yo, watch the show. I ain't gonna lie. So the other day, my aunt, she asked, she's like, can I ask you a personal question? I'm like, yeah, go for it. She's like, do you have to curse so much on the show? I'm like, Watching the pod. Yeah, yo, I'm like, all right, so I, I'm gonna turn it. I was like, I'm gonna tone it down. I'm gonna turn it down. But like, it be feeling, it do feel good when people be like, yeah, I watched the show. It was this, it was that. And they ask you like, give you feedback and so everything. Like, oh, so you okay. watched the whole episode? That's crazy. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So chill. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you hate when interns just start doing that? Want but, but my bad. As far as the radio, just to close that real quick. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't look at being up there any different than I look at being being in here right now. No, okay. Like that, okay. I don't look at, I don't look at it any differently. The, mm-hmm. the same pressure that I feel. The difference is it's live, and obviously it's live. Yeah. You get a different set of pressure because it's like, okay, this ship could really sink right here. <laughs> this plane could crash for real right here, right now. And but so there's a different level of pressure just with live in general. But if we was to turn on Instagram live or whatever, it's gonna be the same pressure that I feel up there that I feel right here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to make sure that regardless of whatever room I'm in, I never feel like and assume like people already know who I am exactly. or know what exactly. I do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not assuming anybody. I could be building a connection with somebody that's watching this, even if it's just one person. Fact. The same I could be doing on the radio. It's 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 all the same to me. I'm gonna give it the same 100. You know what I'm saying? Most mm-hmm. definitely. Most fact, definitely. Fact. So so you be having to use your DJ voice a lot. <laughs> That's funny. I don't. That's a. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. You got I a so. DJ. Oh, yeah, nah, I guess. I guess. I got a DJ voice. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess. I got a DJ. Right, right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> it's your boy DJ Week Week. Let's go. <laughs> and I got the little, I know you be doing the little fake laugh. You be like, ha <laughs> ha. He, cha- he channeling his, uh, his DJ Envy. Envy be having a regular conversation, but it's it's like, a nah, DJ I'm, I'm really glad they quit your day job because that shit sounded terrible. Cause yeah, like, oh, that, 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 that sounded terrible. You feel me? Listen, here, here's one of the keys. Forced, honestly. Here's one of the keys. You just say it. You just say every word twice. DJ, yeah, yeah, you know we gonna yeah. turn up. You know we turning up. You know what the fuck. You know what the fuck it is. Oh, KOTV, KO fucking TV. Yo, you can just say K-O. everything twice, different ways, and it's gonna sound like you're saying something that's incredible. It is gonna damn. You know, what I'm saying you damn. just gotta like you just say it in different animations and octaves and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what the fuck we came to do. You know what we came to. You know what I mean? Like, I listened to Fun Flex growing up, so that shit is easy to turn on that switch. Funny, yeah, that shit is easy to be like. You say you're trash. Nah, he be violent. I ain't gonna do that's funny. Then it came when the wild explosions and all that. Yeah, but, nah. All right, so <laughs> now I kind of want to talk about DJing for artists. You talked about fumbling a couple sets for artists. So <laughs> yeah. So t- so talk about basically how that works and how how that even worked. Like how how that even like the booking for that goes. Because I'm sure they reach out to you like, yo, could you do this for me? Well, so I think um, so. I'm glad you asked this question. So, yeah, how'd you get a show with Rock Um, well, this is about just being in the right place at the right time when it comes to certain situations like that. But like uh, touring, for instance, with like Webby or or Annoyed or Army, those individuals. It's, see, this is the thing. It's like when you're DJing for somebody else for artists. Like I just explained the difference between DJing in the club and DJing on the radio, right? So in the club, I get to watch the people and their their movement. On the radio, I kind of kind of use my gut and whatever analytics I can get. And then on stage, if I'm DJing with an artist, I gotta watch them. Okay. And I gotta be an extension of them, so I gotta make sure that we can communicate without you having to tell me something. So every artist that I deal with, I don't never want you to tell me play the track. Hit the yo, stop the yo. Turn, I don't ever want you to have to say a single word to me unless it's us actually just bullshitting or whatever about whatever, um, ch- you know, improvising or whatever. But my point is, I gotta be locked into what they're doing, so I gotta know, okay, I gotta know how to jump. It's like jump rope, right? And I never want to step on their toes. So, for instance, somebody like Webby, I know certain intros to songs when he puts the mic down. That's my cue to go. And he's not doing it intentionally. Like, oh, I'm going to put the mic down so you can talk. It's just, as an artist, if you're reading them, once you see that, they put the mic down at their waist, now you get an opportunity to jump in. And when you jump in in that moment, now, you, now you're giving them an opportunity to get their breath and make sure that they don't lose their voice. So if you cover the intro for them. But, but if they if they feeling like the, the energy's there, somebody like Tori, for example, where he don't need a hype man and none of that shit. So when, when a record come on, he'll take the lead and he'll tell people to put the... And as a DJ, you gotta understand, like, okay, now I'm, now I'm gonna fall back, and like, I'm gonna let him let him handle that. Mm-hmm. But if it's a situation where you might be running out of breath, or might need to, might need me to kind of step in, then I'll read when when the time is right for me to jump in. Word. But I'm not just jumping in for the sake of everybody here thinking that I'm doing something. Yeah. That's word, the difference. Word. Is that you gotta understand that you're a team player in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I don't even want. It's cool with me if not even a single person here even knows what I'm doing, mm-hmm. or knows what my job is. I'd rather you not because once you notice it. Then I'm taking away from the, from the show. The show. Right, exactly. yeah. So I got to make sure that it's as fluent as possible, however I could, and make sure I'm just following their lead. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so I, I ain't going to hold you. So from hearing you talk, I learned some things. Like, I feel like you do this thing. I call it reading the game. You feel me? Like, there's people who play basketball and there's people who read basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. There's people who play football and there's people who read. I feel like you read the game. Most like definitely. You, there's people who DJ and there's people who do what you do. Yeah, look I can at go deeper. I can go in deeper with the with the, the artist. Actually, I I am because I'm because this is something that happened today. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna I'm share I'm gonna share y'all something that happened today. Right, we get this closing. Right, and and, and, and this is this is important because, um, you know, as, as a DJ, no matter what my resume is, no matter how technically good I might be at scratching or talking or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. um, putting a set list together. Really, when it comes down to it, there's certain moments. Right, I'm gonna I'm, I'm reading through the text messages. Yeah, no. So Chris Webby texts me earlier, and he says, "Yo, I know there's a conversation where we have it. Yeah, he says, yeah, yeah. Yo, I know mm-hmm. shit's been hectic on your end, mine too. Realizing that I need to re remember the set list <clears throat> for the show that we have coming up just gave me a mini anxiety attack. 
my reply is now you're bugging. We're good. Mm-hmm. You know it's just a flick of the switch to go from Clark Kent to Superman. Oh, Don't definitely. stress out about it. When you get back, I'm all yours, bud. LOL. And he said, that, my friend, is why you're the GOAT. That right. just gave me a sense of calm that somebody else he named um, couldn't. Yes. Right? And I just said, yo, listen, everybody could. Everybody can use a reminder from time to time on who we are. Mm-hmm. You're a humble giant. This is easy. Don't get me wrong. Preparation is key. But we'll get to that. Everything else is going to fall into place like usual. Most definitely. Most right? Definitely. So now what I just did was as a creative and... And um, strong I just shared some personal information from Webby right there because I know that there's a bigger purpose there. Right, right, I know right. that. So because as, as a creative, like even watching the Kanye documentary, when you realize it is like as a creative, there's like a hundred tabs open in our head. A hundred tabs. So it could be it could be business. It could be personal. It could be creative things that you want to get done, things that you know you got to get done, things you got to prepare for, things you got to rehearse for. And you got all of this stress on you. So I know obviously, yeah, we got to be prepared. But we've been doing this shit. We're going to sit down and we're going to go over the set. Mm-hmm. But we know once we do that, when we inevitably sit down and do that, we know we're good because we're built for this shit. Yeah, so if y'all, I y'all could help get your stress level as low as possible, it's more important to me to make sure that you show up energized and confident to do the job mm-hmm. rather than doing a fucking a rehearsal all the way now, all the way but to the event. We could rehearse. Yeah. I, I could have called Webby right after that and said, yo, listen, FaceTime, yo, listen. And we could have started going over records. All that's going to do is just pile up. I'd rather close one of those tabs that's in his brain that he's stressing out about right Most now because he's in other modes. He's got other shit going on right now, music-making mode. I'd rather, yo, close that tab, minimize that tab for now. Most definitely. Don't even stress about that shit again until we meet, and then I'm going to make sure that we'll, we'll handle that. Say, so I, it's important because like, and I'm just now recently learning this because like I would be the person that's like a perfectionist, you know what I mean? An overthinker or whatever the case yeah, is. So definitely. if I got a big show or something like that coming up right now, recently it's like, okay, I could spend all night getting no sleep, going over the set, stressing out about it. Or I could close my laptop and have a good night, rest of sleep, and I could show up excited and yeah. I could show up ready to fucking kill shit. Mm-hmm. And I know at the end of the day, all that preparation that I was about to do, Fire. it's already in my it's brain. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Now, if I show up tired and I show up stressed out and I got all these other things going on, and no matter how prepared I am, if I'm not in the game, I'm not in the game. Yeah. You got to show up ready to play. And no matter how many minutes you know what I'm saying? And obviously, that don't mean don't go to practice. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But that in between practice and the game, don't stress out in between those times. When yeah. it's time to chill with the fam, when it's time to take some, some time off, be in those moments and don't worry about when we got to do what we got to do here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Don't even stress about that shit. Same thing with Annoyed. Like, I just did that with Annoyed uh, for the Goody Mom show I spoke to y'all about earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Annoyed found out about the show the day before the show. So, Annoyed calls me. He's like, yo, listen. He's in music making mode, too. He's dropping freestyles every week. Yeah. He's going crazy album mode, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And as, as creatives, you know how it is. Like, flip, you got to flip a switch. Exactly. The car kept the Superman. Yeah. And that's what I meant by that. All the time. It's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're living this this regular life. And then we got to go ahead and be a superhero in the flip of a switch, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might take a little preparation to get into that mode, right? So, but with Annoyed, we have so much history that I know he trusts me. Most definitely. So, I, so, I, so he's like, yo, I'm not even going to do this shit if you're not going to do it. Because that would mean that he would have to stress out about it. Because yeah. he trusts me. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet. Like, I got you. I wasn't booked. So, we did it. And um, when I tell you, I was like, yo, don't even think about the set. Just be ready to rap tomorrow. I'll hit you up in a few hours when I get to the crib. I'm over to my laptop. I'm gonna go through some shit, and I and I and I'll hit you or whatever. So he's like, I right, bet. I know when I hung up the phone. Now you had peace of mind at that point. Yeah, what am I doing? Now that peace of mind is more valuable than I have. I would have just been like, Yo, no, we got you know we got to do this. Yo, you just drop this freestyle. How you think this is gonna hit? Yo, what if we cut that off here and do? Like, nah, fuck all the technical shit. Fuck all the technical shit. Too much. I'd rather him be be calm. You know, be confident about going into this. So I hit him up. Whatever. I hit him up a few hours later. It was like a four minute fucking conversation. Like. Yo, this is the boom, 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 boom. He like, all right, send me that. Look Text me that. Say life. And we, and we went, we went, showed up to the show, backstage for about an hour. I'm playing music off the Bluetooth, other people's music. We just vibing. Mm-hmm. Now we having a good time, like you know what I mean? Yeah, we, yeah, a drink, whatever. We're not stupid, stressing man. about yo, yeah, exactly. yo, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like yo, I'm trying to help him get into artist mode. Yeah. I'm trying to turn that, help turn that switch, like. 
So when you go step up on that stage, everything that we already practice and rehearse already in the past is gonna come to us because yeah, we ready. It's gonna come natural because you've been doing it already. So we freestyle some shit that we ain't never did uh, out of the hundreds of shows that we did. We freestyled that night some shit that we've never done before and never talked about, and we did it right there on the spot. But he, it, it was just in the moment, and the fact that we was in the moment, lit, we man. did a better set in my opinion than had I would have been on his ass. Like now, nah, you know, we gotta, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would have yeah. been stressing him out. So I just went into like a long ass spill, but I'm just hoping that that helps a DJ and even creatives understand how, how we got to deal with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we need people to remind us who the fuck we are sometimes. Yeah, most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? We built for this. Like, 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 like I had it annoyed the mic right before we went on. Finish the and I said, yo, him. And I said, yo, you ready? And he laughed at me. <laughs> That's the reaction I was Back. hoping for. Like, nigga, you know I'm ready. That's the, here, yeah, like, he laughed yeah, at nah, me. Like, most definitely. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's the point. It's like, we got to lift each other up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, so anyway, I went to that long spill to say that. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. That. Definitely need that, man. I totally agree. You feel me? Next time, this nigga <laughs> acting crazy, I'm going to let him know who he is for sure. Listen, man, I'm going to toss cuts out the window. You feel me? Man, I didn't even say I was going to say something bad. That's crazy, right? Oh, but anyways, oh, anyways, 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 you feel me? I got... I got a couple more questions and we get out of here. You feel me? I don't want to take any more time. You feel me? But all right. So give me your favorite places to DJ. Yeah, I seen that when you guys sent me the list and I couldn't really come up. Yeah. I'm, that's that's, I'm, that's I'm, always I'm, the hardest one. I don't want one. you to pick clubs because I want you to play favorites. I'm talking about like, we talking home clubs, radio. Home is my favorite place to DJ. Your house? Or, no. <laughs> Your house? Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. Where, where, where? And specifically Bridgeport. Oh, okay, where? okay. Straight up, you know what I mean? Because it's just like, um, yeah, like we'll travel and, you know, we'll go hit the road and I'll get, uh, you know, red carpet rolled out everywhere the case is. Mm-hmm. Not everywhere, but a lot of places mm-hmm. treat us well. And then when you go home, they're going to remind you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep you grounded. They gonna rem- yeah, they're going to humble you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's a love-hate relationship that comes with that because I would like to get it, uh, somewhat of a similar treatment that I get out town when I come home yeah. considering all the fuck that I've contributed. Yeah, facts. But at the same time, if I got that that red carpet treatment literally everywhere that I went, what's going to keep that keep, chip on my shoulder? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Facts, facts. So, so it's a balance. It's like, okay, when I can step into, when I can go home and I can say, listen, it don't matter where the fuck rolling loud or where the fuck I just came from and it don't matter how many people's here. I don't give a fuck if there's 20 people here. If I can't deliver and, and with those 20 people, then I'm not gonna get booked for those rolling louds and none of that shit yeah. because I'm losing connection mm-hmm. with okay. the with the streets, losing, losing connection with, yeah. with the people, right? Yeah, so I so it's important. It's like when comedians, you know, when they do theaters or they do a tour and they go to work out their material, but they go do comedy clubs and they travel and they get different energy. It's the same shit. Like I gotta come and I gotta get this energy of like, nah, I don't give a fuck where you coming from. You still gotta <laughs> prove yourself here tonight. You know what I'm saying? Facts, facts. You know what I'm saying? Most, yeah. So I want to make sure I knock it out the park, whether it's a rolling loud stage or whether it's in my backyard. And the thing about all the rolling louds and all that shit, all that shit is cool and shit like that. But you're going to learn more when you're doing these type of gigs, when you're home and you got to really grind it it's out. It's more up close and personal, too. That's what you're going to learn the most. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, all right, all right. And I got one last That's question. the, not say it's the funnest, but it's my favorite. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I got one Sometimes last question. Sometimes it is fun, but. Before we get out of here, one last question, you feel me? You got to give us the KOTV drop. Can we oh, yeah, one? yeah, we need that. We get one KOTV We drop. need that, you know what I'm saying? For the okay. For the kings of the vision. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of International Santo. I represent Hot 93.7. I represent ADHD. And of course, the All Out Brothers. And now KOTV, motherfucker. All right? The kings is in the building. I feel at home right here. Thank you, gentlemen, for that. All right? Listen, make sure you lock in all the time. International Santo, KOTV. Bing bong. Bing bong. Fuck your life. All of that. Word.